Well, hello, church. It is so great to be here with you today as we finish up our series on deep breath. If you've missed any of our three previous weeks um, as we've been going through this series, I really encourage you to jump on YouTube, search for York Street Church of Christ, and um, all of the messages from that series will be there so that can catch up a little bit after today. Um, but today, as we finish up the series, we are looking at the life-giving breath of God. Now, I want to start with a story. So a couple of years ago now, I was living in Brisbane, and I was working at Zambrero, and so it was about a 10-minute drive from where I lived at the time to work, and I hadn't been driving for all that long, like a couple of years since I got my L's and my P's, and this one morning, I was driving to work, and I don't know if you've ever been pulled over by the cops, but it was like my fear um, when I got my license because it's the same fear I have as walking through like airport security. Like I know I have nothing dangerous on me. I have no explosives. But yet as soon as I get to security, I feel guilty and I'm so nervous to go through, even though I know I haven't done anything wrong. It's the same. And I was so afraid of getting pulled up by a cop car to be like, oh no, like what did I do wrong? And so this one morning I was driving to work and I didn't get pulled over necessarily, but I had to stop for the cops because they were doing breath tests. And so I pulled up and the worried look on my face gave me away. Like the cop thought I was really worried. Um, and he said, oh, don't worry. I'm actually just as worried as you are for this. And I was like, what does that mean? Like I was feeling worried before. Now I was like completely freaking out. I was like, He's worried. Should I be worried? Like, do I have something to worry about? And of course, I knew I had nothing to worry about. And so that was the cop's attempt at comforting me, which definitely didn't work. Um, and that was, you know, one of my worst experiences of a breath test. But regardless of that experience, I know that a breathalyzer is a good thing. It's really simple. It's just a little device you breathe in to a straw, you go until they tell you to stop, and then you wait a couple of moments, and it tells you the concentration of alcohol in your system. And so it's a really good device because it helps cops keep dangerous drivers off the road, and it helps keep our roads safe. So they are a good device. Now, I wonder when the last time was that you had a breath test? That seems like a really weird question to ask, I know but I'm no longer talking about your usual breathalyzer. I'm talking about a spiritual breathalyzer, one that shows you how you're breathing in your spiritual life and what's in your system. See, what you breathe out is a good representation of what you're breathing in. This is simply another way of saying that what you spend your time doing, what you read, what you listen to, even who you spend your time with, is usually reflected in how you act, behave in your everyday life. So what would happen if we all took a breath test and looked at how we are currently living our lives? Well, I think that if we did that, we might get a few different results. Maybe some of us would get a result saying we had bad breath. Now, this means that what we say and what we do is toxic and negative. We spend a lot of time focusing on our own failure and on the failure of others. We spend our time speaking doubt into people or situations. The way we behave causes discomfort 
and pain to others, just like literal bad breath would. Or maybe others of us would get a result that said wasted breath. Wasted breath in the sense that you're wasting your time on things that just don't matter. You're having the same arguments over and over again. You start meaningless fights. Or maybe you're spending all of your free time in front of a screen. You spend hours worrying about the past or what could have been. You spend your time on things which instead of bringing you life are just draining it. Some of us may find that we have weak breath. We feel like we're breathing through a mask. Now, I know this is something we can all imagine right now as we've been having a physical mask on for some time now, but I'm not talking about a physical mask. I'm talking about something that you put up between you and God. Something is in your way. Maybe it's a person, a belief, a situation, even a relationship, and you put it between you and God. Some of you may have even put on a face mask that when you come to God, you say you're doing okay when really you're struggling. Finally, maybe some of our results will come back and say we're short of breath. We're tired. We're exhausted, weary, overspent. We barely have enough energy to get us through the day, let alone energy to breathe life into other people. We're winded. Something has happened in our lives that has momentarily taken our breath away. Maybe you lost a job, you got a bad diagnosis, you're under financial pressure, or gee, I don't know, maybe your life was interrupted by a world pandemic. Whichever one of these you identify with today, whether you think you might have bad breath, wasted breath, weak breath, or a feeling short of breath, hold on to that for a moment because it doesn't end here. If you've been following along with our brief a deep breath series, you'll be familiar with the idea that breath is life. We need to breathe in order to live. When our body is working as it should, we not only breathe, but we breathe deeply. We breathe deeply in, filling our lungs to their capacity. We take all of the oxygen in from the environment around us. We also breathe out deeply. We empty our lungs and expel the carbon dioxide from our body. So we're not meant to physically have bad breath, weak breath, wasted breath, or short of breath when our body is working as it should. We're not meant to barely make it through the day gasping for air. And while this is true for our physical life, it is also true in our spiritual life, in our relationship with God. See, God wants us to be living in a way that is honoring and pleasing to him. He wants us to live in a way that brings life, hope, and love to those around us. However, as imperfect people, this is something that at times we really struggle to do. And this is reflected in the not-so-great results that maybe we got from our breath test. So how do we get we are from where we are now metaphorically gasping for air in our spiritual lives, to once again taking in and therefore living out the things of God. Well, this morning as we do that, let's start in the best place to start. Let's start in Scripture. After all, Scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, which is exactly what we need today. Let's first turn to Genesis 2.7. 
Genesis 2, 7 says, The Lord formed the man of dust from the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And the man became a living creature. Now, Genesis 2, 7 is a description when God first created mankind. It's with the creation of Adam all the way back in the beginning in Genesis. What we see from this verse is that our physical breath, our life, comes from God and was given to us by God. The breath of life is also mentioned in Genesis 7.15, where we see that animals and humans all have the breath of life. Every living creature has the breath of life. The difference is, however, that as humans, God also gives us spiritual life. In John 6.63, Jesus says, It is the Spirit, that is the Holy Spirit, who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. And so when we open up scripture, when we see that both our physical and our spiritual life is God-breathed, we have physical life along with all other living creatures because God has given us the breath of life. And as believers in Christ, we have a spiritual life and understanding through the Holy Spirit. So then how does this knowledge that we have the breath of life and the Holy Spirit in us, how do these things help us fix the results of our own breath test? Well, as we've talked about in this series, the way we live our lives, that is what we breathe out, is usually a reflection of what we're breathing in what we're spending our time listening to, watching, and doing. If we want to be living a godly life then, living in a way that honours and brings glory to God, we need to be spending our time taking in the things of God into our lives. And I believe that we can do this in four ways. And we're going to go through those four right now. First of all, I just want us to stop right now. Because if we don't do it right now, as soon as we turn off this service and you leave, go back into the busyness of your everyday lives, you may not do it. So just stop right now. Put down your phone, put down your drink, put down your knitting, whatever else you are doing right now, put it down and stop. I want us to simply breathe for a moment. Just in and out, a simple breath. If you just did that, if you just breathed, then right now you can remind yourself that you have the breath of life in you. You are created by God and he has given you the breath in your lungs that you are breathing right now. He has given you what you need to be alive in this very moment. Simply being still and breathing can help us remind ourselves that God did not breathe life into us in the beginning so that we would accidentally run out halfway through. He did not breathe life into you so that the world could take it away or so that your current situation could drain it or so that you could use it to speak negatively to those around us. John 10.10 says, It is the thief that comes to steal, kill and destroy, but that Jesus came so that we may have life and have it to the full. Simply stopping and reminding yourself that as long as you're breathing, you have the breath of life in you is the first thing we can do to help us focus our attention back on God. 
thanking him for the life that you have in him. The second thing we can do to help us focus our attention on God is to remind ourselves that as Christians, as someone who believes that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, who died on the cross for the forgiveness of our sins, as people who have repented for those sins, we have the Holy Spirit in us. The Holy Spirit that gives us wisdom and understanding, gives you counsel, strength, knowledge, and fear of the Lord. The Holy Spirit that is your helper, your teacher, your advocate, and your comforter is with you in this very moment. See, sometimes it's important to simply stop and remember that you have the breath of life and the Holy Spirit in you in this very moment. So often we forget that these are true as we busily live our day-to-day lives or because we maybe get used to them. See, I want you to imagine for a moment that you're scuba diving. And as you're swimming along, all of a sudden, you forget that there's an oxygen tank on your back. What do you do? You're underwater, so of course, you simply stop breathing altogether. Now, all it would take in that moment is for somebody to swim alongside you and say, hey, remember, you've got the oxygen tank on your back. Just breathe. You can breathe. And so this is what I want to do this morning. All I want to do is remind you that as Christians, we have the breath of life and the Holy Spirit in us. So just breathe. The third thing you can do when you're struggling in your relationship with God is ask for help. James 4.2 says, You desire, but you do not have, so you kill. You covet, but you cannot get what you want, so you quarrel and fight. You do not have because you do not ask God. If you are struggling, and at times we all do, have you actually stopped and asked God for his help? See, if you ask for help in your walk with God, maybe it's help to hear from God, help to find the words to pray or praise, or help even to love others when that just seems like a really hard thing to do. If you ask God for these things, then I am convinced that God will hear you, that he will help you, and he will give you all you need to grow in your relationship with him. So let's just ask God to help us. Finally, when we're struggling in our relationship with God, we can always spend time in God's word. Spend quality time reading, researching, and understanding the Bible. 2 Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture, every single part of the Bible, all scripture is God-breathed. It is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness, so that the servant of God may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. If you want to equip yourself to live a godly life, to actively live in a way that brings life to yourself and to those around you, to live in a way that is honouring and pleasing to God, then start reading your Bible. These days we so often and easily at times forget that the Bible is important in our everyday life. See, in the 21st century, especially in Western culture, we can access the Bible so easily. We're free to read it, buy it, and even download it. But this morning, 
let's remind ourselves that the Bible is more than just an app on our phone. It's more than just another book in the bookstore. And it's so much more than something else you can just keep a streak on. It is so much more than these things. It is scripture that is God-breathed, writing inspired by God himself. It is God's word to us. You know, as I was reflecting on the importance of God's word, I realized that around the world, there are people in places where the Christian faith is discouraged, where the Bible is not freely sold. And if you asked any Christian there, I'm sure that they would be praying for access to God's word. Well, as people who have that access, as Christians, we should be doing everything we can to spend time in it, to study it, and talk about it together. I so strongly believe that doing these four things can help us take in the things of God. They're not the only four things you can do, but they're a start. As you reflect on the breath of life and the breath of God, the Holy Spirit in your life, you can't help but praise him. As you ask for God's help, you can't help but trust him in everything you do. As you come to know God through his word, you can't help share his word with others. As you experience his love in a community of believers, you can't help but love others. As you serve God, you can't help but be filled with joy, humility, and life. And while you will never be loved by God because of what you do, because of what you're breathing out, because you're reading scripture, because you're praying or worshiping or serving, your love and your understanding of God will come to be reflected in what you do, in how you live your life, in how you breathe out. So starting today, right now, let's be people who breathe deeply. People who acknowledge God's breath of life is in us. People who read his word and live with his Holy Spirit. If we do these things, we'll be people who live godly lives. People who share the truth of who God is and what his son Jesus has done for us. And in doing these, those around us can also come to have a relationship with God and know the Holy Spirit for themselves. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just thank you so much. We just want to stop right now, God, and just praise you and give you the glory that you deserve. Thank you for your breath of life that as we sit here and pray right now, we have inside of us because we are living and we are breathing. We thank you, God, for your Holy Spirit that you have given us as believers to help encourage us, inspire us, to help us understand you, to help us love others. I thank you, God, that because of Jesus, we have access to you 24-7. I thank you, God, that when we come to you humbly and simply ask you for help, that you hear us and that you'll provide that help to us. God, we just pray that you would reignite a fire in our hearts to truly spend time in your spirit to truly breathe in the Bible, to truly breathe in the words that you have given us and to then go out and put what we learn from that into practice. And that we would do these things not so that we would be glorified, 
but that you would be glorified through us. And that those around us, our family, our loved one, our friends who do not yet have the Holy Spirit in them will come to know you so that they can. We pray these things in Jesus' precious name. Amen.